Big baby. What's going on? How's it going? Not much, man. How's it going? Good, good. Uh, uh, you ready to get this thing started? Let's go get into it. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Baby. What's popping? Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to the latest edition of the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. And on the line right now, I got Jonathan Mathis um, from SoCal Chronicle. How's it going, man? Good, good, man. And uh, I want to also uh, tell you guys to check out uh, Trio Sports uh, Podcast with me and my co-hosts, Chad Parker and uh, Isaiah Barber. Uh, make sure you guys tune in and, and and come have some fun with us. How are you doing, big baby? What's up, man? You doing big things, too. Yeah, I'm doing um, good things as well. Got a lot in store. Just did a podcast with Daniel Artes. Go check it out, everybody. But let's get into the show. Um, so, obviously, the L.A. Chargers have the sixth pick overall. What what quarterback do you think they should take? Justin Herbert, Tung Tu Alalo, or uh, Jordan Love? Well, here's the thing with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is the favorite out of all three of them, I would think. And the reason being is because he had a fantastic season at Oregon. Um, we all know his capabilities. We know how athletic he is. Uh, what I like about him is his mechanics. Uh, he's he's great at delivering. Um, he's, you know, a, a good quarterback, well-rounded quarterback. But I think the quarterback that will surprise everyone, and you mentioned this the other day, and it stuck with me from Utah State. I'm talking about love. Mm-hmm. That kid is amazing. I think he's a little bit underrated. Um, no one gives him the respect that he deserves. And I think he's, you know, he's wearing a chip on his shoulder for sure. He's definitely going to come into this league and be great. And if I had that number six pick, I think I would go with love. I think I would take my chances and go with him. There's nothing against Tua. I, I'm just a little bit hesitant on taking Tua. And the reason being is because of you talk about that injury that he sustained. That that could be career-threatening. And if he takes the wrong hit, he could be done. Uh, his career could be over. So I wouldn't want to take Tua. Now, yes, I, I know when he's healthy – He's probably the best quarterback in the country. Uh, we've seen that time and time again when he uh, led the Alabama offense. Uh, he was in the right system. He was groomed by a, a great coach in Nick Saban. But you gotta you gotta weigh your options with Tua because Tua suffered an injury that's very life threatening. So I think if I had to choose, I would go with Love. Yeah, for me, man, my LA Chargers got to do the right thing, get a quarterback. But Jordan loves talented, love his game. He, he, like to me, his game, like Eric thought I was crazy for saying this. His game reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. In a way, uh, yeah. he he does have a a, a skill set that's identical to uh, uh, Mahomes. Now he's not he's not on Mahomes level mm-hmm. as in terms of uh, leading a team to a Super Bowl, but can he get there? Sure. Uh, will it be easy? No. Uh, he has to adjust to the pro game now. He has to learn a new playbook. You know, he has to get acclimated to a new team. Um, can he uh, 
have a smooth transition? I'm sure he can. Uh, uh, will he be great at the next level? Certainly. Uh, he does draw comparisons to Patrick Mahomes, uh, but, you know, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is his own player. I think Patrick Mahomes has done a tremendous job to separate himself from everybody else that you really can't put him on the same pedestal or you can't really put him on the same level as other quarterbacks. But I see where you're coming from. I think Love does have a skill set that is as unique as Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and I do think he will uh, amount to something at the next level. Certainly. Yeah. Jordan Love's talented. Love his game. Play. Also, too, he's quick on his feet. Get down the, get down, get down the field. Yes. Also, also, too, man, we got to get into Cam Newton and Tyrod Taylor's situation. Um, Anthony Lynn did speak today, and uh, he said Tyrod Taylor's in the driver's seat, but it's not finalized. So, for me, when I heard that, I'm like, okay. Usually, if a coach invests in somebody, they're like, okay, Tyrod Taylor's a quarterback. We're not interested in anybody else. You know what I mean? So, there's still hope that Cam's a charger because Cam Newton would bring attention to us. Chargers desperately need attention because the Rams are doing their thing in L.A. We got the Lakers, Clippers, and – L.A. Chargers need to get it together. Yes. Uh, well, you know, they're leaving the door open uh, for mm-hmm. Cam Newton. It's obvious that they uh, would like to bring on board Cam Newton. I think that's what, where they're angling towards. Um, a veteran quarterback like Cam Newton. Um, I think they're also um, trying to play it safe because, you know, he's dealt with injuries as well. Uh, you know, he didn't have the best season. Um, each year, his numbers has, have declined, um, which is not, not all on him. Um, it's on his teammates as well. It's on the coaching staff in, in Carolina. It's, it's also on the fact that uh, he's dealt with significant injuries that kept him sidelined, that uh, made him ineffective. Um, Will Cam Newton end up with the Chargers? I say he will. Um, And I think that's their target right now. Now, of course, Tyrod Taylor is going to be the guy right now. But once the Cam Newton deal is finalized, you can rest assured that Cam Newton will be their guy moving forward. Now, you have to have a backup plan, and that backup plan is Tyrod Taylor. And Tyrod Taylor can be that guy that grooms the young quarterback if they decide to take a, a, a rookie with the sixth overall pick in the upcoming draft. I think Tyrod Taylor and Cam Newton are very good friends. They both are very understanding. Uh, they both will work well together. I don't. I don't see any ego problems here or anything of that nature. I think both guys uh, will be good together. I think this will mush well for the Chargers, and um, we'll just see in the coming days what happens. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Jonathan. But for me, like, I'm in a Charger group on Twitter. I got added to a group on Twitter. And I said Cam Newton's way better than Tyrod Taylor. Like, oh, Cam Newton's older. Like, 
thinking I'm hating on Tyra Taylor. I'm not hating on him. I just feel like he doesn't fit with our system. Cam Newton fits in with our system tremendously. And I don't hate on Tyrod. He's a talented quarterback. But for me, if I was the owner of the Chargers, I would go with Cam Newton and let Cam Newton develop the other young guys that come in. You know what I mean? Yes, I and I, I totally agree with you. I think Cam Newton is looking to have a resurgent year. Um, he's looking to return to uh, dominant form. And I definitely think if the Chargers give him a chance, he will um, do whatever he can uh, to get back to where he was at one time in the league. Um, you Remember this. He was the most dynamic player in the game at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, people often forget that he led the Carolina Panthers to a Super, Super Bowl. Uh, unfortunately, they fell short to a a more talented Denver Broncos team. Um, it, it didn't work out for him. And a lot of people will argue this, that, well, the defense dragged them into the Super Bowl. No, Cam Newton also had a, a brilliant stretch, and he was simply amazing uh, during their run that year. Uh, so a lot of credit goes to Cam Newton. <laughs> Uh, Cam Newton is a great quarterback. He doesn't get the respect that he deserves. Uh, He's an unappreciated player. And I think when he's healthy, he is unstoppable. He's he's, uh, a dominant force when he's uh, healthy and out there playing with his guys. And I think he makes those around him better. I do at times question his accuracy. I think sometimes, you know, he tends to uh, overthrow his intended retar- his his intended targets. Um, I think sometimes he gets carried away with his passes. Uh, but you know, all that kind of stuff is fixable. Um, you know, and no one is perfect. I-, I think Cam Newton, if he does get a chance with the Chargers, I think he will have a bounce back year, and he would definitely solidify that offense look it's hard to replace a guy like philip rivers and if you could get cam newton to come over here not only does that not only does that make your team more attractive but it also puts you back where you were a year ago Mm -hmm. you know because you already have one of the best defensive units in the league, and then you add someone as as flashy and someone as potent as Cam Newton, you got something going there. Yeah, we do, but here's the thing. Um, I, You know how I am with the Lakers. I'm very positive with the front office, but when it comes to the Chargers, I just don't can't stand Dean Spanos. He, like, he, I know... You're a Rams fan. What's the vibe about the L.A. Chargers in L.A.? Like when you go to a, char- uh, a fan, hey, do you watch football? Yeah. What's your team? And you say Chargers. Do or, Yeah. Sorry, I just had to. Yeah, you're – well, if you say your team's the Chargers, you're obviously in the minority. Um, you're outnumbered by a large crowd. Uh, the masses here tend to uh, – lean more towards the Raiders and obviously the Rams since they uh, came back to LA. But this will always be Raider Nation. This will always be 
or Rams town. Um, it's always been that way. And I think why the Chargers are are disregarded um, in such a way is because, well, they're rivals to the Raiders. And you got a large percentage of Raider, Raider fans here. Um, you know, they both play in the same division. Um, the Chargers were in San Diego for many years, a city that they deserted and left uh, a fan base that actually supported them behind. And that's where, in my opinion, they should have stayed. They're not, you know, Cam Newton's presence, yes, will help. But at the same time, uh, they're really not going to get that much love from this fan base. Um, They had a hard time selling tickets last season when they played at at a soccer stadium in Carson, Mm -hmm. California. Um, They had a hard time enhancing fan experience. Uh, They even ran commercial ads, as you probably remember, uh, that said, for LA. Uh, That didn't quite pan out well for them. Um, And, you know, if you're going to be part of a city, you have to be able to somehow drive interest. And the Chargers have yet to figure that out. I think this is why they need Cam Newton because Cam Newton will help with that some. I don't know how much of an impact he would have on that, but it would help some, but maybe not significantly. Um, And the Chargers, believe it or not, they're not a substantial team. Um, I mean, they're not a substandard team. I'm sorry. Excuse me. They're not a substandard team. We're not talking about mm-hmm. an inferior team here. We're talking about a team that had a de- that's had a decent record, that's gotten to the playoffs uh, uh, numerous times in recent years, and still they don't get any love. Now, had they stayed in San Diego, that might be a different story. Yeah, I totally agree with that, man. But but um, Dean Spanos, man, got to get it together because I. I feel like he does, like Steve. I heard Steve, him and Steve Crunky don't like each other. Is that true? It might be. It might be a little beef there, and and that rift between them might have uh, escalated uh, over stadium negotiations. Um, you know, I know you heard about that months ago. Um, there was yeah, a, I remember that. A, a, there was apparently a feud between both of the owners. Uh, over over the stadium. And I yeah. think a lot of that, you know, led to um a a disagreement and those two guys just don't see eye to eye. So I, I could see that being a possibility that those two guys don't like each other, that those two guys have an ego trip. Uh you gotta remember they're both uh they're both wealthy men. Uh they both are fighting for um, a chance to compete at a high level in the same market. Uh, This is a market that seems to latch them, attach themselves to winners and whichever team is able to, you know, pull off the most victories. It seems like that's the team that everyone is cheering for. I think what it is, it might be a little jealousy between the two guys. This is why there's so much tension. 
Uh, you know, these mm-hmm. metals might be a little bitter over the fact that, you know, uh, Stan Kroenke's team is, is getting more attention than his. Um, you know, it, it seems like there's more Rams fans than there are Charger fans. When you watch a Chargers home game and when you see teams come to town like the Packers or, 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 or the Cowboys or the Steelers, you're outnumbered. You you see more of of the the opposing team's fan base than you do your own fans, and that's a problem. That's a serious problem, and I think a lot of that has to do with this silly uh, this silly dispute that the two guys are having. If if any of it is true, I know, man. That's, that's the crazy thing, though. Even Philip Rivers didn't even want to travel to. Like, he didn't even want to live in L.A. He commuted from L.A. to San Diego after every practicing game. And then now he's a cult. I'm not surprised of him leaving either. I'm not surprised Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon liked my tweet I put on my Instagram. If uh, Good luck on your new team next year. Like, I already knew he was leaving. He liked it. And he, like, liked some of my stuff on Instagram because I was catching 100 about the owner. And people think I hate on the owner, which I don't. I'm just keeping it real. You know what I mean? I, I feel you uh, 100%. Dean Spano's uh... – have, is is uh, ego maniacal uh, owner. Um, at the same time, he takes great pride in his team. But uh, you know, you also get a sense that he's a little bit greedy. You know, he's on the corporate yeah. greed side. That's the only reason he bought the team to LA. It wasn't so much the fact that uh, San Diego didn't want to honor his organization with a new stadium. Yes, that was part of the reason. Uh, but you know what? They have played in that stadium for so many years, and all of a sudden it became a problem playing there. Come on, really? You saw yeah. that, that you went- saw that Stan Kroenke was opening a new stadium that he purchased land in Los Angeles, and you, and you mm-hmm. brought it upon yourself that, well, hey, maybe I should move my team there too uh, and just bail out on an entire city that, you know, invested their weekends and their hard-earned money that they dumped on your team, and now you walked out on them? Come on, Dean Spanos. It's it's about money with him. Yep, and that's why Tom Brady didn't want to go, because I, I guess the Chargers didn't want to give him a $30 million contract, and now the Tampa Bay did. It's like, I'm not surprised. Like, everybody's like, oh, you excited for Tom Brady becoming charged? I'm like, no, he's going to mess it up somehow. And then this season, I won't be surprised if we stood. Like, I won't be surprised if we didn't even make the playoffs. That's, like, I'm, I'm not being down on the team. I just know how the charge run. They get everybody high expectations, miss the playoffs. Well, he should have made, he should have made Melvin Gordon a top priority. How do you not I totally agree. A, a star running back of his caliber, someone who took a load of pressure off Phillip Rivers and made life a lot easier for him to, you know, orchestrate drives and and plays on that offense. Now you don't have that star running back behind whoever is your quarterback moving forward. Uh, You just let Melvin Gordon walk? Really? That one right there was like, a, a head scratcher to me, um, but you know, again, it's not really surprising because we've seen Dean Spanos let good players over the years walk because he was too cheap, 
or you know he was just uh he just couldn't get down from his high chair because he made it all about him and you know he thinks obviously he thinks saving money is helping the the cause but really it's hurting him more than it is helping his team and it'll be interesting to see how the offense is ran with a different quarterback now that Phillip Rivers is gone after 14 years, it'll be interesting to see how whoever the quarterback is uh, next season, uh, how this offense is ran without Melvin Gordon and without Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. It's going to be interesting to see. But now let's get into some NBA. I know obviously the NBA is suspended because of what's going on around the world. Um, if they did cancel the season, do you think they should – give anybody the championship or do you think they should just no that give wouldn't it away? be fair game that wouldn't be fair game um this might sound a bit crazy but what I would mm-hmm. do I would continue from where I left off next year and just just finish mm. from there because are you talking about like the March schedule like yeah. I know we lost yeah the, the March Burnett. schedule yep okay. and I would just finish okay. from there I, I would think that's only been fair to the teams that worked so hard to earn their records where they currently were at the time. Um, I know that would push things back for next season, but you just condense next season. You don't condense this season because this season was practically close to the finish line. So you pick up with, yeah, where you left off was. from and you know you give everyone a chance. That way, everyone is happy. I mean, you still can't please everyone, but in the end, you won't have any controversy. You won't have teams saying, well, they were robbed of the playoffs or they should have been they should have been the team to slide into the eighth seed or, you know. And I feel that the Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks and teams with the top records in, in the league worked so hard to get to where they are. And it's really, really not their fault that the season was postponed. I mean, you know, it's not their fault that a, a virus invaded the country and has infected a large number of people. It it things happen. Yeah. Sometimes we face uh trying and difficult situations and they have to be dealt with. And unfortunately, the NBA decided to suspend the season, which I thought was a a tough but smart move, and you know, I yep, think I agree with that. what you do now, you just to make everybody happy, you pick up where you left off. Yeah, I agree, but I feel like, um, they ha- like I feel like the NBA wants to get back the season running because they want to determine champion. But if they don't do that, I think you're right. Start it up next year with the same. Right, and they table. don't. But what and about you this? know? That's that's another thing too. They don't only want to determine a champion. Yeah. They, they want to get back to plan because each day the NBA is losing money. You know, yeah, this is affecting uh, the owner's pockets. Uh, this is affecting arena workers. A lot of them rely on this income for uh, to be able to survive and, you know, uh, pay their bills and all that. So I think it's hurting everyone. And I, I, I'm pretty sure by now everyone wants to get back uh, to, um, you know, basketball. 
Yep, basketball. And I was also, uh, I forgot to mention, if the NBA said, okay, season's over with, let's start next season with the same roster, I think everybody should not, um, their contract shouldn't even, like, be touched with just keep it the team how it is, everything, and then just start right yeah. there, like you said, you know, because Anthony Davis is not going to leave Lakers. So some people on Twitter are telling me, oh, he's going to leave the Lakers to go to the Bulls and Knicks. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. It's like, why would he want to leave? He's, he has a chance to win the championship. The Lakers were doing so good. 49 and 14 at 49 and 14. Now this happened. LeBron was playing so well. Lakers were in the playoffs. And then this happens 2020 since Kobe Bryant's passing, man, 2020 has just been yeah, downhill. It's, it's been a train wreck. Um, you know, from Kobe's tragedy to the coronavirus outbreak to the cancellation of all these sporting events. Um, it's been a trying year for sure. And it's been a difficult one for a lot of people. And this is a time where people, uh, you know, rely on sports uh, for an escape from reality. You know, this is a this yeah. is a time where we call on sports to be our form of therapy to you know kind of help us get through real life crises like this one. And now that we don't have it. Uh, we don't know what to do with ourselves. People are freaking out. They're panicking. Uh, they're depressed. And and it's not only because sports is not around. It's just because you turn on the news and all they're talking about is this coronavirus. Then you don't know yeah. uh, what is going to happen the next day. Uh, you know, no one knows what is going to happen. You know, you, you're hearing all these people um, getting sick, you you hear about the death toll is constantly rising. Um, it's just a, a scary uh, thought right now, and it's terrifying, and and it's scaring a lot of people. And the last thing you wanted to happen was to see the cancellation of all these sporting events because that was the one thing you had to help you get through everything. Yeah, it's true, man. We like, 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 I totally agree with you. Like, sometimes me podcasting, like, I'm podcasting with you, we're doing a show right now. It's relaxing my mind, and do podcasting helps me with that. Playing video games, like, just mm-hmm. different things. Because if I watch the news, I'm gonna get it's okay to be alert, it's okay to be aware, but like, if I watch everything, yes. I'm gonna get paranoid and freaked out. So, I'm aware, I'm aware of what's going on. Now, I gotta just take precaution, do what they say, wash your hands, say. Six feet away from each other. Don't go yep. out. And remember to, when nine eleven happened, and I remember that I was in high school mm-hmm. at the time. The one thing that brought us together, that unified us as a nation, was sports. Mm-hmm. And yep. and now that we don't it's, have it's it, no sports. It, it's been very hard for us. What is WWE a, a sport? Or yeah, wrestling is a sport. So. They they still they still do their events without fans. And I saw an episode of wrestling without fans. It was very very boring to watch wrestling. Oh yeah, because fans, fans uh, intensify intensify things. Uh, you know, fans sometimes make it that more exciting. And now that you uh, don't see any fans in the stands, um, it's not only weird but it's unexciting and it's a little bit dull. Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. But Jonathan, I just want to thank you for coming on the show today, man. Go ahead and give out Thanks your social media, man, so I can follow you. Yes, you guys can follow me on 
you guys can follow me on Instagram at SportsJudge85. And you guys can also follow me on Facebook, Jonathan Mathis. But I prefer that you guys follow the SoCal Chronicle fan page. Just look up SoCal Chronicle and a little picture will show up saying SoCal Chronicle. And you will see like a pretty sunset with the ocean. So be sure to check me out. Yeah. And and make sure you guys go to i95sportsnetwork.com. That's where I'm going to be posting the podcast from now. And shout out to Bobby Blackjack for a lot of Shout out to everyone. Really appreciate it. Love you guys. All right. Peace.